This is Miranda Miller. And this is Tom Craver from SEW Weekly. WebmasterRadio.fm has a new way for you to listen, connect, and learn with your smartphone. Introducing the new WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available on the iTunes Store or on Google Play. Listen to SEW Weekly live every Thursday or download thousands of past episodes and download shows like SEO Rockstars, Search Pulse, The Daily Searchcast, and more. You can download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app right now. It's available on iTunes and the Google Play Store. From the newsroom of SearchEngineWatch.com, the authority on search engine marketing and social media since 1996. Welcome to SEW Weekly. Each week, our hosts keep a virtual eye on the stories and people that are impacting search and social marketing, breaking down each headline with expert analysis. Plus, we'll bring you expert interviews exploring the latest search and social marketing tips and tools. Listen, connect, learn. SCW Weekly, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts. Yaho, and it is time for the initial broadcast of SEW Weekly. Good afternoon, everybody. If you're listening on the West Coast, good morning, everybody. This is Tom Craver, along by my side, my host, my co-host, Miranda Miller. Good morning, Miranda. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing just ducky. Uh, survived the storm, and you did as well, I guess, huh? <laughs> today is today is November 1st, 2012. It's a Thursday. It's right after the giant hurricane Sandy and whatever it turned into post-tropical cyclone superstorm came through. And uh, this is the initial broadcast of SCW Weekly. Thank you for tuning in. So here's what kind of you're in store for with us. Um, we're going to bring you some, some news headlines ripped straight out of SearchEngineWatch.com and uh, kind of talk about them, figure out what they mean to you and what the impact is. Um, we're going to bring you some guests, some very special guests today. And today we are... Blessed to have uh, Dave Rohrer and Simon Hesseltine, and we'll have them coming up right after the break. But uh, let's, let's get to some news. Miranda, there was a story that you followed quite a bit last week, I know, and, and wrote a couple articles about. What are we starting off with news today? Sure. Um, this was a story about Facebook privacy. Um, we saw that it was actually Twitter-related as well. Someone claiming to be an apps developer was selling a list of 1.1 million user IDs, not their passwords, um, but it had the emails that they used to sign up for Facebook, as well as their ID and their first and last names. So we actually got a copy of this and um, verified quite a few, actually. Tom, you helped me out with that. We just sort of randomly picked 500 of them, and Facebook's position is that it was a public side scraping, although we only found two in the ones that we tested that actually had their um, email published on their Facebook profile. So this one's we're still sort of working on it. Um, what it means for marketers is these things obviously happen probably more often than we know about. This one just came to light because the person was stupid enough, really, to sell it publicly. It was listed on a place called Gigbucks, um, and they were actually selling it for $5. So obviously when these things happen, it's a, a huge trust issue for users. It's hard enough to get people to use your apps, and... We're not quite convinced that Facebook is doing enough to crack down on the app developers that use this information improperly. So what you're saying is my privacy comes very cheaply at five bucks. Five Wonderful. bucks per 1.1 million, yes. 
And folks, if you don't think this is important, really, and, and we don't want to, you know, tout the horn of, oh, my God, emergency, emergency. But at the same time, think about this one. If they can, you know, and, and Facebook's falling behind the, the whole it's been scraped kind of thing. But if the, if the email address did not exist on these, on these pages publicly, what, what can somebody do with your email address? Well, they can send you spam, and that's annoying. Fine. They can send you targeted phishing requests looking for your password. And because they have URLs and they can scrape all this stuff straight from the source and have your email address in there and kind of pre-propagate it for you, they can now start phishing for your password. And if you're like most people and you use your password for multiple sites, um, first of all, shame on you and, and change that right now. But it, it has the potential to be very devastating. And this was just one app developer who leaked this information. What about all these other people, too, who are, you know, the Facebook apps mostly live in an iframe. So that means the, the actual application lives on someone else's server. They can start using JavaScript and cookies and all kinds of cross-scripting things to steal any information that you, you get from Clickstream and store it on their servers. So it is something to definitely be watching out for. And... You know, we're going to continue to follow this story. I know Miranda and I are, are kind of knee-deep in this one, and Miranda, you more than anybody else. So uh, we'll be following this one along as it goes along. Watch for more on Search Engine Watch on this one. Um, also making news this week, Google making over $100 million a day in paid search. Although that search continues to uh, slow down a little bit as far as the growth of that paid search. So the, the question is, they're making $100 million a day off all these ads. But if that revenue stream starts slowing down, what does that mean for you? Personally, we've been talking about this all along, and, and we're going to have Bruce Clay on the show in a few weeks, and he's kind of talked about some of this paid content stuff. But there were some articles a few, few weeks back on Search Engine Watch regarding how paid Google product search is now slipping in there. If Google starts losing streams on, uh, on their paid search, what does that mean for the rest of that stuff? The other part is that the costs per click are actually down, um, but ROI is improving. And I was on the Google investors call, and obviously a lot of the investors are concerned about this. Um, Larry Page didn't seem too concerned. The big question that kept coming up was, what are you going to do when Google isn't a destination for people in, the, in a world of apps? And his answer was, well, you're really thinking about it the wrong way. Um, you know, Google's always going to be the destination, and... I think marketers should be really worried about how Google is looking at that right now because it didn't really jive with what they're telling us themselves. He said people on mobile are wanting the same sort of information as people on a desktop. And we've seen their own research that says that isn't true. Searcher intent really does matter. Um, so marketers should definitely be keeping an eye on what Google is doing. They've talked about combining mobile and desktop ads. I think in the next three to six months, we're going to see some pretty alarming things come out of Google's plans. So um, furthermore, in, in the news this week, Miranda, what did you have as far as Twitter and their new uh, like and star buttons? Yeah, Twitter was actually testing new like and star buttons. Um, and this is supposed to be a new way of favoriting a tweet. And so the first question that comes to mind is why would they even bother doing this? Um, it's sort of hinted to me at another revenue play that they're going to try to have more social endorsements. They're testing out different ways to encourage people to endorse other people's tweets. And so the first thing that kind of came to mind was, are they planning something like sponsored stories where I, as an advertiser, could um, choose to turn someone else's endorsement into an advertisement? So I kind of have a feeling that's what's behind it but in the meantime select users are seeing these like and star buttons 
the only other purpose for them really is to collect those tweets that you really appreciate yourself. And I'm just not convinced that they would be going to the trouble of doing all this testing if it was just a user feature. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So we'll have to follow that one as well and see how that goes. The last headline we had this week, um, Google AdWords changing their policies, cracking down on all of the dynamic keyword insertion uh, insertion pieces and, and the word buy in ads now. So what does this mean? If you are someone who does a lot of pay-per-click policies and you are using whatever the search user typed in as part of your headline or part of your ad copy, um, there's all kinds of new rules um, as far as what they will allow and not allow. So you've got to be watching now. So what the, some of the highlights of this meant that you know search engine marketers now will have to make sure that any grammatically incorrect keywords um, – well, they're not inserted anymore, so everything has to be grammar grammar proper and everything just fine. Um, you've got to make sure that um, anything that you you do is relevant and uh, the integrity the integrity of the keywords and the grammatic and the logicalness makes sense and it's meaningful for the way the users have to go. Miranda, what what do you what do you have to add to this one? Well, the other major part of that announcement was that. Um, ads that lead to a search results page have to clearly indicate that the landing page is a search results page and not an answer page. So if you're sending people to a location where they're expecting to get an answer and you're having them search again, Google's really cracking down on that. So that's something that webmasters will want to check out. Alrighty, with that, that's the news. If you've got a headline that you want to see us discuss, and you know, make sure you reach out to us. Um, you can find us both on Twitter. You can find us at Search Engine Watch. You can respond to any of the articles in the comments. Coming up, though, on the initial broadcast here of Search Engine Watch Weekly, we're going to have two guests in studio, Simon Hesseltine from AOL and Dave Rohrer from Converio. They're going to be joining us for a nice little chat. Stay with us. This is Search Engine Watch Weekly on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned for more of SCW Weekly after this quick timeout. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sword with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. 
Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. WebmasterRadio.fm. Get addicted. Get ahead. Welcome back to SCW Weekly, your home for search and social marketing news, views, and interviews. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And we're back here on SCW Weekly. Tom Craver along here with Miranda Miller on the maiden broadcast here of Search SCW Weekly, uh, brought to you by SearchEngineWatch.com. Um, today, we've got two very special guests with us. Um, we're going to be talking about in-house SEO. That's the, the interview topic for today. First up, we've got David Rohrer from Converio, Converio and uh, Simon Hesseltine from AOL. Welcome, gentlemen, to the show. Thanks. Thank you. All right, so let's let's start, uh, Dave. Let's start with you. Um, talk to us about about your experience. First of all, what is Dave? What what exactly do you do for Cavario? Um, at Cavario, I work with some e-commerce and some Fortune 50 companies with their SEO. Um, I work with their internal their internal SEO team. So their in-house guy looks to us for expert advice to help them with some internal problems, some pushing through, um, you know, different things that they run into. Uh, it. it each client is different, and we work with, uh, I don't even know how many clients we have, but um, I work with right now just two main clients. Wonderful. And Simon from AOL, you are in charge of what, all things SEO there? Pretty much, yeah, across all of AOL's portfolio. So anything from TechCrunch to Engadget to uh, Huffington Post, uh, my team and I work with all the teams all across all the sites, so everything SEO-wise. Wonderful. Thank you. Welcome, welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. Uh, you may have lost Miranda for a brief moment there. Um, gentlemen, if you want to talk about, first of all, as an in-house SEO, how, how do you think that's different or how is that different experience-wise from, from doing things in a, you know, an agency kind of format? Simon, let's start with you there with that one. Sure. So I actually came from an agency background. Um, well, I started off in-house working for a company, then went to an agency, and I've been with AOL now for three and a half years. And there, there are definitely differences. I mean, the reason I went in-house um, was because while I worked for the agency, I just kind of had like a level of frustration with uh, the fact that you, know, you would make recommendations to clients, you would work with those clients, but you wouldn't necessarily get to see the final work being done. You, you wouldn't get to you know, really have that full sense of ownership and acknowledgement. Uh, whereas in-house, you, you do have that. I mean, it's your sites. They're the sites that you are working with from day to day. So I think there's definitely a, a huge difference there. Now, Dave, I think you have a different take on this now, right? Um, I'm of the similar mind. I spent five years in-house um, in the auto space, and I spent four years in-house at, at a SaaS solution. And after four or five years, it was 
I, I wanted to go agency because I wanted to work on many different sites at the same time. I wanted to work on two, three, four, five different clients, different industries, different verticals. Um, after so many years in-house, you, you kind of run into some situations where that one project that you really want to get done never gets done. And that's kind of what I focus a lot of stuff, a lot of my energy around, and it just wouldn't get done. And so eventually I would get frustrated, and I think everyone does. Um, and you'd get all these little wins, but I always wanted that one other win I just couldn't get. And I knew that if someone else came in, they would be able to push it in a different way or spin it in a different way. And I just couldn't get it past that. But yeah, there's there's good about in-house and there's good about agency. It just So along those different. lines, um, do you worry that you aren't exposed as to as a wide variety of different SEO scenarios? And how do you combat that when you're working in-house and you probably... You know, you just have that one client, you're always on the same campaigns. How do you keep up to date? We'll start with Dave. Well, from my perspective, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Simon. <laughs> you're the in-house guy my, now. Well, but from my perspective, that's not the case. I mean, I'm working with a variety of sites across different locations that have different org structures. Um, so, I mean, and, and have different challenges, uh, different CMSs. Uh, lots of different people that I'm working with. So it really is, you know, I, I get a lot of exposure to a lot of different environments within the one company. So I, I don't have that issue. Uh, obviously, working for a smaller company, you, you that if you're working with one site or two sites, working in the same CMS, working with the same team, you, you're hitting, you know, the same constant roadblocks. But right. um, that, that's not necessarily the case where I am. And what about you, Dave? How would you deal with that? Where do you go for knowledge and how do you stay up to date? Yeah, I was on the when I was in house. I was on the smaller. We had maybe one site, maybe a small microsite or two. Um, I would look at some of my industry colleagues that I'd met at conferences, which is why networking at an SES event is always a big thing to do. Just meet other people that work in either either in the agency or other in house people that work with different CMSs. So you know, Simon might work with a CMS in one of his sites that you are just learning about. Um, being able to talk to him and ask him questions is always a great thing. Um, I also would build my own sites in completely different verticals. With um, we weren't working with WordPress, so I just built a WordPress site just to you know to learn it. Um, I would take on small family client sites, um, look for people that had problems that didn't do link building, that did do link building. Just look for different scenarios and different things that I didn't get to do in my day job, and kind of continue to learn at night and on the weekends. Okay, great. So what tips do you have for in-house SEOs who are struggling? We've heard that this is a common challenge, getting buy-in from their superiors. Um, how do you explain to people what it is that you do in a way that you're going to get what you want, whether it's tools or the time to do the things you need to do? How do you approach your superiors to do that? Simon? Well, there's a few different challenges with that. I mean, you, you can have that uh, kind of situation where you're you're stuck, you're railroaded. I, I had an instance um, a few companies ago where I had the head of development who just, I mean, he actually tweeted, and this is right in the early days of Twitter, that he just didn't get SEO. He didn't see really what the benefit of it was, so he wasn't really going to push anything forward. And he became a huge roadblock for my team that we were unfortunately never able to resolve. But when I've hit that kind of situation at other companies since then, what we've kind of done is we've, we've taken you know, other sites or other areas where we can make a difference, a quick, short difference. We can hit those low-hanging fruit and kind of show our value, uh, show where we can give them that kind of benefit. 
And then we use that as our case study to say, hey, look, we did this for you. We can do this for you as well. Here's the opportunity. Here's what we can get you. Um, you know, and you, you take it through all the different levels too. And then, of course, you, you, know, you want to bring training in as well. You want to make sure that everybody is on board, that everybody understands what you're doing. You, know, you do customized trainings for your developers, for project managers, for your executives, for the writers. You, you just try and get as much buy-in as you can from, from every kind of level, from the bottom up and from the top down. Okay, great. And Dave, do you have anything to add there? Um, make friends with IT. Um, is, if, <laughs> it, for, your, for your bosses, the best thing you can ever do is show them numbers. Um, if, if they don't believe in something, do a small test, as big of a test as you can in a small enough scale to actually get some numbers to show. Pick one or two keywords. Pick some long tail keywords. Pick a single page and do a small test on that, whether it's your A, B, or whether you're changing the title tags or do a small link building project where you can do it really on the cheap. Show the numbers and the ROI and say, okay, I did this with $5 or $500 or $5,000. If you give mm-hmm. me 10 times, I can get us 10 times the ROI on all of these other things. Um, and then with the IT, if you do run into IT and it doesn't always work, pizza and T-shirts. Uh, <laughs> pizza I, always works. Absolutely. It does. I, and I, I had an say, IT gonna... guy. Sorry. I had an IT guy that was on our side in marketing, which is not always the case. I was going to a conference and I said, here's a page from the site. Here's all the vendors. Who do you want a T-shirt from? Who do you want some swag from? And he told me and I brought him back a Bing T-shirt and another T-shirt or two, you know, whatever I could get to keep him happy. So you basically use bribery then? I did not say that. I gave him (laughs) (laughs) T-shirts. It's it's not bribery. It's concerning about the IT staff and making sure that they're fully functional and capable. And and you know those are the guys that get trapped away in the data center or in the little geek IT room. And you've got to make sure that they get that conference experience. So uh, as as somebody Dave who came up from the ranks from the IT guy from from the data center to the coding room to the you know late nights with caffeine and Mountain Dew and all kinds of other good stuff. You know absolutely that's the that's the best way to the geeks heart is through the food and through the tchotchkes. And I'm going to plug Cavario here because. I still have my I Love SEO coffee travel mug. And while the little top little nub broke off of it because I've used it so much over the past three years, it's still my favorite, favorite travel coffee mug. So um, <laughs> we're going to be right back. Right now we're going to step aside real quick for, for more business here. But when we come back on SEW Weekly, we're going to keep talking to Simon and Dave here, um, maybe preview their SES Chicago session coming up here in a few weeks, successful in-house SEO. Stay with us. More from Simon and Dave. From Miranda Miller, I'm Tom Kramer. Stand by. More SEW Weekly to come on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned for more of SEW Weekly after this quick timeout. SES Chicago 2012 returns to the Hyatt Regency in Chicago. November 12th to the 16th. Experience three days of breakout sessions. Meet the expert roundtables, workshops, on-site training from the ClickZ Academy, and more. Join us for SES Chicago 2012. November 12th to the 16th. Log on to SESConference.com and register today. That's SESConference.com. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with Searchmetrics.com. That's Searchmetrics.com. 
Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm. The flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Welcome back to SCW Weekly, your home for search and social marketing news, views, and interviews, only on webmasterradio.fm. All right, and we're back on SCW Weekly. Tom Kramer joined by Miranda Miller, and we are joined by our distinguished guest here, Simon Hesseltine from AOL and Dave Rohrer from Caverio. Now, you guys are speaking on a, a great panel, day three of SES Chicago. Uh, it's the Thursday morning at 1045 session. It is successful in-house SEO. So um, somebody, quick, I guess we'll start with you, Simon. What, uh, give, me a, give me an overview of uh, how you guys plan on interacting with the audience in this one and, and what, what can they expect? Well, we're going to be talking a lot about the same kind of stuff we've been talking here um, and it's going to be, you know, kind of examples of what's worked for us as we've gone through our careers working at different companies, both in-house and agency side. Um, kind of some of the case studies we've seen, some of the uh, issues that most people encounter, and just examples of how to, you know, really get your team working together and get them working with everybody else. Dave, anything to add on that one? Yeah, we're just going to, what, what's worked and what hasn't. Um, a couple examples where we were kind of given some not best kind of, uh, what's the word, situations and turned what we could, you know, from an SEO standpoint out of those situations to, the, to maybe even benefit us. Perfect. So, okay, so Caverio is going to have a booth, I'm, I'm sure of it, right? And there's going to be a plenty of swag there you guys giving away? Cavario is, or I believe Rio SEO is also our, 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 our other brand, tool brand. And Simon, I know you've been, been known to, to bring some AOL swag and some other, uh, some other swag from the other brands. I have a nice green TechCrunch uh, microfiber for my, for my cell phone to wipe off. Are you bringing anything, maybe, possibly? There's a possibility I may bring something to uh, throw out to the crowd. Or, yeah, yeah, a very, very big possibility of that. I just wanted to add one thing about our actual um, session that we're doing. Dave and I have worked together on this, and we've, we've got a theme together for this. So uh, hopefully it's going to uh, resonate with the audience. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to like 70s British comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and if not, they can take a TARDIS out and, and go visit the doctor, right? <laughs> exactly. So Gentlemen, before we let you guys go... Uh, let's just get one parting tip from each of them, Dave and Simon, um, something that people can put into practice and use right away for their in-house SEO strategy. We'll start with Simon. Uh, really, what I would say is make sure to, you know, a huge part of your job in-house is working with other teams and getting them to talk to each other and getting them to talk to you and involve you as early in the process as you can. But make sure that you, you know, you're doing that, that you are involving yourself and you're working with as many people across the organization, whether, they see, whether they're up at the top or whether they 
may seem insignificant, uh, you need to know what's going on and where it's going on rather than getting that call saying, hey, we launched yesterday. Could you SEO it now, please? <laughs> right. Sure, get on okay. And Dave? Um, take a look at your site. One section that you haven't looked at in a while, dig into the analytics as much as you can and see what you're missing. See what opportunities are just sitting right there that you just haven't... E You've been busy with 50 other different projects and three from your boss and two from that other division. Look at that one section of the site that you haven't looked at it three or six months and dig in. Man after my own heart, I love the analytics. I love digging into numbers and making sure everything works right. So um, sometimes it can be kind of a kind of a real bad booger to, to look at sometimes, but you really gotta you really got to dig through that and find some good information there. I um, want to give a big round of applause, big thank you. Simon Heseltine, Director of SEO for AOL. Dave Orr, Senior SEO Strategist for Cavario. Thank you both for being our first guest on this maiden voyage of SEW Weekly. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you for having us. All right, Miranda, what do we got coming up next week? Next week, we are speaking with LinkedIn and Greg Jarbo um, about geo-rankings. This was actually a report that we looked over at SES San Francisco, um, and they have a lot to say about geo-rankings and how this is a KPI game-changer. So we're excited to talk to them next week. Good, good stuff. And, of course, in the meantime, you can listen to us. The podcast will be up online probably starting, if not late tonight, then definitely look for it sometime tomorrow early afternoon. Um, you can find us on iTunes. And, of course, the, the, the podcast itself, link, won't be there until the first piece of content is up. So, like I said, give us till tomorrow, sometime this time tomorrow. Find us on iTunes. Find us all on all different places. Winamp, Windows Media Player. You can play us from everywhere. Miranda, thank you for being my guest in this maiden voyage here for SCW Weekly. Thank you so much, Tom. All right, folks, we will talk to you next week, same bad time at 1 o'clock. Thank you. This has been SCW Weekly on webmasterradio.fm. This has been a presentation of webmasterradio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business -business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program as well as our complete library of programs on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.